Okay, Chava. I just want to say something small about a sour potatoes, if you don't mind. Um, I we talk about it before, but just uh, I know that it's not a sour potatoes, and we just to mention something. I mentioned the marshal. If a guy's got a wild dog protecting his premises, it's usually a good idea not to go. Right? Let's say you go and you can't stop it. You go into the property, and the dog starts to chase. And the dog's quicker than you are. Okay, but you, you still have some strength. People get adrenaline, so the dog comes. So you, you scale the wall. The dog starts to come, come after you on the wall. You go down. You go behind the bush. The dog. Eventually, the dog catches up, and then it's not so mishmat. Right? So at which point, if you, when you want to remember that event, at which point was it over? When the dog actually bit and, and lunged, or was it over at the time that, you know, at the time of the break-in, when the dog was unleashed? It was just a matter of time. So we understand Ebeshit says, once you came in, it was just a matter of time until things unfolded, until you ran out of steam. Asara Betebis was the time that Akadosh packed out, so to speak. Hashem says, I'm so disappointed with the way you're conducting yourselves. The Abadizara, Gilei whatever was going on then at that time of misbehaving with the sins of Klai Yisrael. So Hashem says, I'm removing my Shmir. Now it's a building. So nature will take its course. They'll lay siege. Eventually they'll break in. Eventually they'll burn down the building. He says that that's why the, the, the calamity of Asara Betebis was he, all of those, Hashem gave up on us, so to speak, on that day and said that it's the time of the Chorban, and that's why the date is such a, a severe date, a significant date, um, a date that we don't, according to some Rishonim, that even if the Tainus would fall out on Shabbos, we would fast on that day, and that that's the reason for it, because that day was like the main one. Everything else happened, happened to have happened. Okay, um, now the day's passed. Uh, but hopefully it passed through us and that we um, you know, we're in Eschazik okay, we spoke about last time about uh, here we started that the Rambam tells us that the recipe for a happy marriage or for a Torah marriage is uh, seven things, the first thing the Rambam told us is that a husband must respect his wife and how much should he respect more than he respects himself and we discussed, we gave different examples for it, and at the end, in the huddle afterwards, so the guys brought out two things, and I just wanted to speak this out, and then we'll move on to the next one. <clears throat> the way we defined it, we said, what does it mean you have to respect it? You have to stand up every time your wife walks in the room? Should you talk to her in third person? No, don't do that. Right? <laughs> don't stand up when she walks in. So what do I do? So we said that it means that when it comes to matters of comfort, when it comes to matters of, of um, things that are beneficial, and one of you needs to be mavatar. I was at a bar mitzvah, Matzah Shabbos. And the bar mitzvah boy thanked his older brother for giving him so many opportunities to be mavatar. <laughs> you know, basically, uh, <laughs> this kid's always giving in because his older brother's pulling him around. That's all the brothers do. If one of them has to give in, so always be the one to give. Give up for your wife. Do, do actions 
Um, that's shower. One of us has to go now. One of, one of us has to go get something. One of us has to pick up something from the store. Um, there's only one comfortable pillow in the house. Um, for whatever reason. She gets it. And offer it to her. And do it, with, as we said last time, with, with a smiley face. And not saying, I, I went to a body yeshiva. They said, I, I, I have to do it. You know, so take your pillow. <laughs> no, that's not the way you do it. Right? You, you do it with, with, with pain, with a smile. And a lot of people don't realize that. Maybe it, it might be etiquette. Might, but the Lamaisa, that's a halacha. Also, we spoke at that when it comes to matters of, of um, Gemara says it, there's a disagreement between husband and wife. So the Torah dictates as to who we go with. We're not talking about an unreasonable um, disagreement. We're talking about like a very important one. Like are we having uh, fish for supper or pasta? Okay, he wants this, she wants that. So who do we go with? We go with the wife. What color drapes? What color uh, carpets? It's a Gemara. The Gemara of Matthias says, meaning the base when it comes to matters that have to do with the house, you're entitled to state your opinion. And you're entitled to try to convince her of why what you're saying makes sense. But bottom line is we go with her way. So the guys afterwards asked basically two questions. Question number one was, uh, she's going to stop respecting you. If you don't hold your ground, she's not going to, you know, she's going to walk all over you. She's not going to respect you. She's going to look at you as a pushover. And you've always dreamt about being the man of your house. Right? And a person shouldn't be a pushover. A person's entitled not to be. I'm not entitled to an opinion. And she's going to look at me as somebody who's not entitled to an opinion. And the other question was that she's going to keep on taking advantage of me. I'm working hard, I'm doing my thing, I come home and it has to be her way every time. I'm going to create a very spoiled wife. Arrogant wife, a spoiled wife. I don't know if the nusuch was exactly that way in the question, but those are basically the two questions. And we discussed it. The mitzias on the ground is not that way. The nature of a woman, unless she's a hardcore feminist, which hopefully the, you know, the women that you're going to be uh, marrying or looking at are Torah-Dikah girls. If they don't have an agenda, the nature is that if you treat your wife well, she'll, if you cherish your wife, you show her that she's important, she'll feel like a million dollars. A wife wants to respect her husband. A wife looks up to her husband if he treats her well. If he treats her with respect and he's machshed her, she won't, be the, she won't be able to do enough for you. She'll talk to her parents if she's still on talking terms with them or whatever, or her friends, and he treats me so nicely. He, he's, he's the, when somebody whom you're machshe treats you with respect and treats you, uh, I don't know, if the Rashiva walks over and you, know, you drop something and he picks it up and gives it to you. You, know, you, you blush a little. You, wow, you know, the Rashiva noticed. He, he said something. He holds the door open so you could get in when you're balancing your coffee and the safer and whatever else. It, it's very different when somebody whom you machshe does something. It doesn't put you down. It brings you up because by definition... It's hard to understand what me, my wife's going to be machsh at me. But yes, if it's a healthy relationship and you do everything else you're supposed to do, hopefully she will be machsh at you. And by doing that, you're not making yourself into a shmata. You're not putting yourself down. If anything, you, she feels more special, more cherished, and she won't be able to do enough for you. That's not the reason you do it so that she'll do more for you. But the, the facts on the ground are she's not going to continue to abuse, unless there's something wrong in the relationship, but a healthy a healthy wife, a healthy girl, 
who has a husband that she looks up to, who conducts himself the way he should, and he's her, she will want to, to please him and want to make him happy and go more and more out of her way. Those are the facts on the ground. A lot of what I'm telling you, telling you or learning with you comes from Rabbi Sefer, and he brings like one after the other of stories like this where he's seen it himself. And as a married man, I can tell you I've seen it um, in, my, in my own life, and I've seen this with others as well. So that's basically the response to that. I wanted to move on to the next one right now. The next thing that the Rambam says, the next time how done the bias is machabdo, we learned last time, give her honor her, a quarter respect more than yourself. The next thing was, I have a kagufa. Love her like yourself. Okay. What does it mean to love her like yourself? There's a mitzvah, you have to love every year. But the mitzvah, to lereacha. What does what lereacha mean? What does lereacha mean? Two. You have to love to your friend. Anybody ever tried to love to someone? <laughs> how do you do that? Rafi, how would you love to someone? <laughs> but after, but after, what was it? But after, what does it mean? So Rishon him say, you know, the Torah is telling us to love somebody. Love is a, it's a, it's a powerful emotion. But the Torah is telling you do things to treat people the way you would treat no, it's action. Treat people the way you would treat someone whom you love. That's what Vahafta, I think that, that the Ramban says that. Vahafta Lerei Act in a way of Ava to your friend, the way you would do to somebody whom you love. Ayava Kagufa. What does it mean, Ayava? It's, it's more. Ayava Kagufa means a person has to have an emotional relationship with his wife. Ava means that there has to be feelings of Ava. Ava means that I really care about you, that you really matter to me, that I think about you, that I, I want your good. I really like you. I love you. That's what Ava means. Now, before we go right and talk about like how to get there, what am I supposed to do? What if I don't? How, how, do, you control, how, do, you, how do you control an emotion? Thou shalt love. In fact, the reason why the Torah says, "Well, have to lure out there. How could you? How could you expect me to? How could you expect me to feel that way?" So that's first. It's a little bit of a mistaken, um, a misnomer, we'll call it. Sometimes you know you see people when they get engaged and they're all googly-eyed and they're like, you know, they forget about it. You know, like you can't have a conversation with them. They 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 they're smiling in the wrong parts of Shmonesser, even when it's not funny and. You know, not going to sleep and and, and, and not waking up and eating and drooling. That's called chaylas ava. In you did nefesh, chaylas ava means I'm lovesick. I'm I'm sick as a result of that. But that's not what ava means. Ava doesn't mean infatuated. Ava means to love someone, to love someone, to to really care about, to care deeply about that person. That's what that's what ava means. To want to give that person, to want to give to that person. Shoresh of Ava is hard. Ava means I, I, I want your good. Not I'm totally mesmerized by you. That, that, that's, that's an emotion. Maybe that's an outgrowth of Ahava, but that's chaylas Ahava. That's not what we mean when we say Ahava Kagufa. Husband doesn't have to walk around spaced out all day. And infatuation is very different. Often, excuse me for saying it, often it comes from lust. 
often it's a person's is 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 it's about him. He's feeling all giddy because of what she she brings out in him. It, it's a him thing. It's not it's not about her. Kedushas Levi. In, at the end of Chayisar, when, when he talks about uh, Yitzchak bringing Rivka into his mother's home, he brings Rivka into Sarah's house. He speaks this out. He says means he loved her, meaning his love was directed at her and not at himself. It wasn't that he loved himself, so she made him feel good, so therefore he's, he's in a great mood. Vayahavah means that he was committed to her. You know, you know like they say, you know, for instance, I, I love steak. Now, if you love the steak, you wouldn't eat the steak, right? You, you, you would care for it and caress it and, and <laughs> make sure that it's, it's in a safe place and nobody would touch it. You love yourself. You enjoy the taste of steak. You know, I, don't, I don't love the steak. Uh, person, if a person loves his wife, it means that he wants to do. He's committed to her. He wants to do for her. Not that he... I'm speaking this out. I think it's obvious, but I guess somebody has to say it at some point. So I have a kugufa means, as we're saying, that there needs to be an emotional connection. Now, what is the reason that, that one needs that? Let's speak about the reason, which I think we'll just give a, a few partial examples why, and then how to get there. And you know, that's what we have for tonight. I give you could try some of this in your friends also, because we say it's not infatuation. You know, the loving yidden is also a good thing. I personally, I'm going to give like a expose myself right now to everybody. I'm not, it really bothers me when people bang into me, so straight up. I'm minding my own business, and some guy just walks in and like steps on my foot and like knocks me over, and that it, it, it does. It really does. I, but I'll tell you an interesting thing. <laughs> it does, though. But when I'm at a wedding and I'm dancing, or Simchas Torah in Yeshiva, or Purim, and the place is totally out of control, and everybody's dancing, and this happens every three seconds, somebody else comes in, but you know, I just want to grab him and dance with him. He, he's the guy. He's next. He, 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 gets, he gets the next dance. Because, you know, when you're in a very good mood, and you're in a loving mood, and a joyful mood, and, every, and the music's playing in your life, so then... You know, you don't get bent out of shape with that. You know, other to show that you really didn't care. You know, he's the guy you grabbed. It's you think of somebody whom you really care about, and think of somebody. Everybody think that. Think of somebody you really don't. Mind. No, but, it, but you know, sometimes you'll see if somebody, let's say, um, comes to the table and sits down. I have here some water, and I have your safer aisle, and then some of your machinery. Let's say somebody comes in, clumsily sits down and knocks off, spills over the water. Now, if it was, uh, uh, let's pick somebody besides Roshiva this time. Uh, Rav Shol Mordechai comes in. No, he's not a, an angry, uh, no, no, he comes, he sits down and he knocks it over. So I'm not going to start screaming at him, right? He's not, you don't scream at a person like that. You, you say, okay, don't worry about it, you take the tissues, you know. And let's say it's somebody who's, who's clumsy in the way he does things. He sits down and just knocks it over. You, you hear yourself getting upset, maybe. Uh, obviously, he wouldn't say anything, but you're going to feel... When it's somebody whom you care about, or somebody who you just don't want to say something loud to, you, you're able to control yourself differently. 
So first of all, from a very practical standpoint, nobody's perfect. And as Rav Ganachovsky says, if she'd be perfect, she wouldn't be marrying you. Okay, it's not say it's in a footnote. But, you know, but she's perfect for me, right? But at the end of the day, everybody makes mistakes and everybody has weak moments. And when you're not always on a date, when you're living real life together, people uh, let their hair down in the vernacular. People aren't entitled to just like have a down day or whatever it is. <clears throat> so people are going to do things that are going to annoy you. People are going to do things that are not on demand, do things exactly when you like it, how you like it. Because people are, people get a little lazy. So do we. Yeah. Just because you're a woman doesn't mean that you know you never get lazy or you never get a little tired or you don't make a mistake. There's a passage that says, I'll call pshayim tachase ahava. I'll call pshayim, even when there's pshayim tachase ahava, when there's ava, ava covers it over. One of the reasons that it's so important to have feelings of ahava, to have that emotional connection, it will make the house a calmer house. Because when you have emotional feelings towards somebody, you treat them differently. So on a very pragmatic level, the reason, again, I'm trying to say the, the, the reason it's important. First of all, you have to love your wife, that's what it says. That's what Gemara says. But the, the practi- a, a practical benefit is you, you treat people whom you love differently than people whom you don't. So simply since you're living together and there are going to be things that are going on, it creates a different vibe. We, we will react differently. Try it on a date. Certainly on a first or second or third date. You don't like lash out if she says something she shouldn't have, or if she does something a little clumsy or whatever. You don't lash out at somebody on it, otherwise it's over. And she might take the car, and you're going to have to find a cab and pick up the car someplace afterward. You don't lash out at somebody. When there's sometimes a lot of familiarity, and I'm annoyed, what do you mean? I think I once told you, but I'm not going to use the lash. I don't remember if I, if I told this to you. I was one time in a 12th grade classroom during recess when there was an argument over uh, something really important, like who was uh, playing which position in the football game. I don't remember exactly what it was. And one guy got so angry, he looked at a desk, and he actually threw it at the other guy. I've seen guys like like almost throw it. He actually did. And it came with some uh, articulation, right? <laughs> Expressing his... his his, his strong feelings uh, about what he was doing and why he was doing it. <coughs> so I called the mother of the guy and asked him to come, asked her to come pick him up. And I said, listen, if I'm going to do this, yeah, the guy. I said, that wasn't worth it to me. I didn't grow up in a house where I heard cursing. I just didn't. I said, you know, and then he said, and I told her what he said. She said, but he was angry. <laughs> I said, oh, <laughs> he learned from the best. He learned from the best, right? But he was angry. <laughs> you know, but just because but he was in there, something you, you, it's hard to take back words afterwards. You know, once you said it, you said it. Something you can really, really hurt people. But he was angry. So we need to, if there is that feeling of Av, and we'll speak about it soon, about what it means and how do I get there. And it's a good thing even to try out. If we don't have our significant other yet, um, <clears throat> but how to... But that's one reason, and the other reasons are much deeper reasons. Not only, not only to cover problems, and not only to create. What am I supposed to do if there's, you know, if, if I'm, I'm really annoyed and she's like stepping on my toe and bumping into me and spilling my thing? But when there's a hava in a house, going to a house where people have a beautiful marriage and there's warmth and there's 
there's a positivity. It's a Halakha house when there's Hakarkite, when there's, you know, it's different. It's a whole different vibe. The things we do in that kind of a home are, are, are different. It's, it, it, the family unit is a stronger unit. The, 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 the things we do, the way we, it's not only in the realm of Sur Meira, it's in the realm of, of, of where we're propelling this family. It's so different when there's, when there's love and there's mutual respect. And it, it's like nice to be here. You actually look forward to coming home. You're like, you're, 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 that's the place I want to be. Why? Because it's, it, it's safe, it's wholesome, it's happy, it's, it's, it's ma'ache. Okay, so bottom line is, how do, I, how do we do it? What if I'm not feeling it? How do I feel? How could the Torah tell me to feel something? So, especially specifically a feeling of love. So I just want to give two, and I think what I'm saying now is, is pretty passionate, but just to, to bring it into this context. We have a mitzvah that those of us who said, uh, who have in Marib tonight spoke about it in Marib, which is Vahavta Es, Hashem Alakacha, you have to love Hashem. And the Rishonim ask, Rabbi, and other Rishonim, the Rambam is bothered, how are you supposed to, how do you tell me to love you? What if I don't love Hashem? I've never seen him. I don't know what he feels like. I'm supposed to love him. I'm supposed to love him. So the Rambam tells us two things to do. In the Sefer HaMitzvah, the Rambam says, learn Torah. That's his Torah is Chadu with Hashem. The Torah is his Chachmah. If you learn Torah, you're going to fall in love with Hashem. You remember the Torah came from Hashem, right? Thing to do. Another eight of the Rambam gives us in Hilchasisodea Torah. Anybody remember? Look at the Bria. And remember, the Bria comes from it. That's how Abraham Avinu got to it. Abraham Avinu looked at the Bria, and Abraham Ayavi looks at the most incredible Bria that was programmed, that was built in such a way, in such a beneficial way. And he looks at the Chachma session, the Chachma, Chachma of Hashem in the Bria, and how Hashem is Hameir La'aretz, Ladaram Ela Barachamin. And you'll fall in love with Hashem. Those are, in other words, says Rav Genachowski, the way to do it is, the way to love, a way to love, I say the way, a way to love, is to look at the milas of the one whom you're trying to love. How does a person come to love Hashem? So we say learn to look at his Torah. In other words, the seichel could influence the emotion. But if you look at the Torah with an open mind and realize where it came from, when you look at the Bria with an open mind and pay attention to it, that will help you. When you see the milas, it will help you love. It is very important to be cognizant. There's no person, I, I, I have not yet met a person, um, and try this, it's a, it, even your roommates, it's a, it, it's a great exercise to do. You're the guy who has no mind at all. You know, that guy who annoys you to no end. But make it a project. Well, to, to look, to try to discover milas in people. There's no person who doesn't have milas and the closer you get to a person. You know, we compare to the stars. So some say the reason we compare to the stars, the closer you get to the star, you see how big it is. You see how, how, how bright it is. You see how warm it is. And every person has milas. And I tell most people that I talk to when they're engaged to come for, you know, for a a schmooze, the schmooze, whatever, whatever, whatever they call it. One of the things that, that we told <laughs> the reasons that you like, or as guys are dating, what do you see in it? Tell me two things you like about it. Tell me two things you respect in it. Tell me two things that are you... And then keep, keep them in mind. Remember those things. Remember the reasons that you got engaged, not just, 
I remember once asking a girl, I stopped asking her, but she came over with, with the, her almost chassan. I said, so what do you see in him? What do you see in Yaakov? Why do you like him? Oh, he, he spoils me so much. True gumption. I, I, I'm so white. <laughs> it's very nice that he does it. You know, but like, what do you uh, like about him? Would, yeah, he, 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 he just makes me feel makes me feel so good. Feels good around him. Oh my God! So, after that was the last time I asked to the girl side. But to, you know, when you speak to a boy not in front of his the, you know, his kala or almost kala, and you say like, what is it? How long do they have to think to think of a mila? But once you have those milas, remember them. In case you think you might forget it, jot them down. <laughs> and remember, that when you look at a person, it's, it's not only like that with the kalas and the wives we have. When you look at a person, and you look at them with an ayin taiva, and you look at them looking at their milas, just like a person loves Hashem by looking at what Hashem does, and looking at Hashem's bria, that will make you love Hashem. When you look at people, and you look for their milas, like the Svasemna says, have is kol ha'adam. You look at the full Adam, you'll, you'll see beauty. You'll see that. So one of the eights, one of the ways to do it is, you know, we talk about after you're married. In other words, you actually did care for the person once upon a time. But sometimes I forget about it, and sometimes I don't, and sometimes I just get frustrated. You have to make it a practice. And don't wait till you're upset. But make it a practice to look for the milers of the person. And he has like an interesting way of sometimes doing things also. Besides like the original milers you saw, there are different ways to look at things. I'll give you an example. If you've grown up in a house where Pesach is made in the house, and sometimes you see um, OCD taken to a new level by the female members of the house with toothbrushes on the floors and the cracks and... It gets a little much because you learned a little Hilchas uh, Pesach, and you know, there's a thing called Bittel, and if it's less than a Kazais, just don't worry about it. You know? <laughs> so you're coming home and you see, and you're getting frustrated because the house, and they're tired and they're up to who knows what time at night. You just want to have a calm Seder, and you know, so you get very frustrated and very upset. Like, What's going on? Like, you don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. Um, and maybe they don't need, but this is. So Ganachovsky says, you know, instead of getting frustrated right away and saying she doesn't know halacha, the first thing she's really at Sadek is nobody enjoys that. Nobody enjoys being on their knees scrubbing, scrubbing whatever they whether they need to do it or not. So look at the piety that she has right now that she's at least cares about. There's people who don't care about. She does care, even if the halacha. And don't just walk in after she's been doing this for six hours. And say, oh, you don't need to do that. <laughs> really? Gee, thanks. I'm going to do it. You know? So there's a way to do it. And if it was, But the first thing is be machshif what she's doing. In other words, not only look at her objective mindedness, but in the things that frustrate us, so often before you get frustrated, say, is there a way that I could put a positive spin and you'll end up loving the person for the very things that frustrate you? Here's another example. person walks in, I don't know if you've experienced this back in the ranch. You walk into your house sometimes. You walk, in, you walk into your house sometimes, and, and, and you know, it's, it's after a long day's work, because I tell you myself, sometimes I get like say, 20 minutes to go home. 
at night. I'd like a nice soup waiting there, hot, you know, the bowl waiting with the spoon next to it, a napkin in case I spill. In case I don't, it's always nice to find a napkin on the table, calm house, kids should be in bed, everybody else should have already done their homework, and I, I walk in and he's alive. <laughs> that would be amazing. Doesn't have, of course it doesn't have. And not only does it not happen, you walk in if it's a, a summer day, and as you walk in, that's when she decides to have What? <laughs> I, I walked in, you know what I'm saying? Like, you take a in your own time, not my time, you know. I just got the kids pulling at it. But the first thing you think about is, like, wow, she's not a mincha. And like, you know, you know, you know the way the ladies do mincha, you know? The last time you didn't dive with a minion, Louis what happened? Does mincha look like that? Does mincha look a little different when we like wing it in the room? <coughs> it's not always. I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say this with, with the recordings here, but I'll say it because it was done publicly. I remember last, I think it was last year, one morning, and if Steinbretzel came late, whatever reason, he, he wasn't there for dominant. He's in the front of the base, Medrash pounding a psuche de Zimra like he'd be in a Munas Yisrael. You know what I'm saying? Well, Mamish, until Seder started, I think even into Seder. And like, so. So what? Whatever happened? He was sitting, you know, he went to an Atzalako, whatever was going on there. You know, when you're davening b'yechidus, to daven like, you know, longer than when you're davening in, not everybody does that. So you walk into your house, and, and, and the wife is, okay, so the first thing is, she's davening, she's Yerushalayim. She's davening. She didn't time it, except, you know when I walk into the house, don't you? You just did it to spite me. <laughs> no, she didn't. Really? <laughs> I mean, she's got to really be a shrew if she's doing that. But they don't do that. And she wouldn't just davening for that. You know, she'd do something else. But sometimes we get very frustrated because we're looking at it when instead of looking through glasses, we got mirrors that all that we see is ourselves. When we walk in, we are tired at the end of the day when we come home. We are. After a long day, if you're in cuddle and you're using your mind all day, it's hard if you're working and you, you know, and, and you play, you want to run out to learn and things are just not happening on time. Or what am I supposed to do? Go hungry all night? Just maybe help with the kids. And you know, it was so nice to watch you down, and I never get to see you down, but it was so inspiring. And I'm serious. So his cop is the first thing is to look for miles. And very often, the things that frustrate us, because we're not marrying bad people. The things that frustrate us are so often the things that you could admire if you know how to look. Um, yeah. I, I just have to speak this out. I know that most of us are not married right now, but you know, we admit to Shemu, will be, and you, know, you might want to listen to this as a refresher. But this is, sometimes our wives are really blunt in the way they, you know, they, they say it the way it is. You know, they, they call us out. And you know, we don't feel so kushma. Not with rishes and screaming, you know, but like say it the way it is. And sometimes they, you know, don't say it the way it is. Sometimes, sort of Genachovsky says, you know, both of them, you can, one of them say, you know, she's so dovuk to the Midah Vemis. <laughs> the other one, you know, she knows the Gemara in Yavamas, and Mutalashanas, Mipnei Darkei Shalom. Try 
again, if you walk in and you just you're not prepared to do this, it's not going to work. But I can tell you personally, I've tried it and it works. I, I married over a quarter of a century, thank God, and I'm still making mistakes. I'm, I am. I'll, I'll be mother, but I'm really trying, and Baruch Hashem, for the most part, doing well. And very often, if you come in waiting for like you're home for that 20 minutes, that half hour, that hour, however long you're home, I'm going to make this house a pleasant place. And I'm going to look with an eye and because, yes, she's amazing. And there's a reason I married her. And the fact that she's putting up with me is enough of a reason to, you know, to, to be my I'm going to look for the good. And then when things like this happen, think of a few examples. Like, to look for the good. Okay, there's a few other examples, but it's already 5 to, to 11. So I just want to tell you one, one other quick thing, and that is a, a uh, Bryson, Masechus Derech Eretz Zuta. Derech Eretz Zuta, that's one of the, of the Bryson Masechus in the back of the Avodah Zarim. So over here, it's, it's a, <laughs> in Perth Beis, he says something very Gishma. If a person wants to, if, if you want to love another person, so Rav Desel gets credit for this, but it's really a Chazal. If a person If you want to be davuk to the love of your friend, which means you really want to love another person, what do you do? I don't love them. I really don't. They actually annoy me quite a bit. And if you get anybody, you could relate to it. I, I, you know, there are people that annoy us. But I want to. I don't want to be like this. I, I want to be a loving person. I'm stuck with this person. Might be my brother. It might be my parent. Might be my wife. So, okay, this is Chazal. So, oh, I lost the place. Have a nice save, a nice save, Go out of your way to do things to benefit them. Do things for them. And you will see that you will come to love them. So Rav Dessa does talk about him. He says the shorish of the word Ava is have. What do you mean? I'm going to love somebody that I give to? I love somebody who gives me stuff. Yes, if you're five years old. You grow up. Right? If a person is... So the way Rav Genachowski speaks it out, he says, you know, why is it that way? He says, first of all, who cares? The Matthias says it is that way. Right? The Matthias says it is that way. But I'll tell you one way that I think <coughs> the more a person is able to break away from self, the more you're able to tolerate other people. When I get annoyed with people, it's usually because I'm consumed with self, because I'm busy with self. When I'm able, when I'm doing, I'm looking out to do, to be native to the other person. So first of all, it breaks that cycle. I'm, I'm, giving, I'm not just looking at what I'm getting from him and how he's annoying me. Once I remove myself from the equation a little bit, I'll see the good in it. And by doing and being made to, sometimes it could be something, so when somebody irritates you, you know, if they're married and they're not doing so well financially, say, go to the supermarket and pay their bill. They won't even know it. You feel so good. Next thing the guy comes in and you're like, I did one for him. And he looks at you and he sees you smiling at him and he says, like, whoa, he's trying tries to smile back and then you you know you reflect the smile you get two yidden smiling at each other and it's like what even happened you'll never know it, it, it works the Matthias is it works and you don't have to pay people's bills I mean, you could um, 
go to where he sits in the base nudge and clean the sphere so when he comes down he can put it down. No, no, no. Just as he walks in, wait till he walks in, hold, hold the door open and say, say good morning. These are small things. It works. Mamish works every time. So, Bekitzer, the second thing in the list of Hanagas Abayis is Ayava Kagufay. Ayava means, as we're saying now, not just like Vahavta Larecha Kamacha to do acts of Ava. One has to have an emotional connection of Ava to his wife. The benefits of it are number one, I'll cope Shaim Ava. You'll tolerate the stubbing of the toe and things like that. Number two, it will create a, a very warm, loving, happy feeling in the home. How do I get there if I'm not feeling it? Look for the mylas. Look for the objective mylas. And in the situations, the very things that irritate us very often, when we could find mylas. The other mahalachas do things to benefit that person. Do things, dafka, when they're irritating, do things preferably that they don't even know about. It'll make you smile. When they know about it, then you know you don't have to, sometimes they don't always react the way we want. We, Again, we want the huge yashakayach because I did something. Right? Let I get out of the way. And then we'll discover that there's a lot more room for other people. Have a wonderful night, Trevor. And then next time we'll move on to the next one. So why do you say this now? What's, who's, 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 what is it not to say? The same idea. Rich Pepe is a famous piece where you have to see good minds in other people and then change your whole perspective. So could you put it on there? As I read, but it's not the point. It's on this. Because there was both the title of that. Sorry. That was good book to do. I used to go back. They usually don't have money in my pocket the first day of the week. Right. I hear that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but even, even, even if you think of there's something like that which is so annoying. They always come to Mamash at the end finally the cup on us. But in, you know, in the old days, doctors used to make, have you ever gone to a doctor? Yeah. Uh, to a doctor. So the, the minig among doctors is, you, you, yeah, you should listen to this. It's kind of becoming a doctor. The minig among doctors is you have like, let's say, seven people get the same appointment. But it's kashmaki, you have a full waiting room, and people come, yeah. it's always very busy. And, and then, like, doctors have nothing to do the rest of the day. But you have to get everybody to come in, so it's, like, it's a really busy practice, and I don't know what they do, whatever it is. <laughs> okay, but for whatever reason, that's how they do it. used to be in the old days, old days meaning when I grew up, I grew up in South Africa in a third world country, <laughs> the doctors used to make house visits. I remember it. I, mean, I think that they had clinics or offices, but they would all come to the house with a stethoscope and we'd lie down on the table and they would check us. And that's how you, so then you didn't have to wait. They would come to the company of Yom. So when the Mishalachim come like to, to our houses, it, it, they're not just making house visits. You know, We don't have to go around looking for these guys. And they'll be, they don't come to the house. You're in Shul, you're davening anyway. You know what I'm saying? You're here. You, the, the mamish, then they come and they... Chesed Hashem, you know, like, like not to inconvenience us and I don't want to disrupt my cover. So, you know, they come, put the dollars over there, so you just give it to the guy. There was like a Rebbe who wouldn't say Kiddush before, like he looked around the room. No, there's some story. Mm-hmm. One of the Rebbe's like, it's looked around the room and saw the, like everyone, saw Mylan, everyone. And then that was another story. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. There's like a whole. I died. I died. There's like more to the story. I'll find out. Could you find out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like... such a beautiful anaga. Yeah, yeah.
You look around the table and see the Milo's and everybody. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. And there's one guy who couldn't find them, and then he finally chapped what Miley had. It was like a whole story, yeah. I wouldn't find it. I was afraid, yeah. Are, are you able to trace it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll ask some of the chassidus chavra, yeah. <laughs> it's like I feel like I've heard it. Well known yeah, 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 I think so. Yes, I'm sorry. 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 I'm sor